Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 239, take two. Join me this evening, Mac. Haven't we been here before? <laughs> oh my god, we so have. Mad Cat? Deja vu. <laughs> and that dumbass himself. You guys missed some of the best recording we've ever done. Oh my god, it was the best show ever. <laughs> ah. Hey, but somebody somebody wasn't getting everybody recorded. Somebody hit hit a button on the mixer and it wasn't mixing. <laughs> ah. And and we don't have a backup recording. Why would we do that? I don't know. <sighs> Maybe you were trying to get into a episode of does it does it mix? Does it start? <laughs> it's mixing now. Everybody's being recorded. How is everybody doing this evening? Eh, pretty good. <laughs> Pretty pretty good until you found out I didn't record anything you said, huh? <laughs> I am a lot more enthusiastic about forty minutes. Okay, everybody, everybody, remember exactly everything you said. Oh my god! And go. I do. I do remember everything that I said. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily know. The hey, the good news well, is that that we hadn't talked about the goop stuff yet, right? Because that is really our big thing tonight. Is is we're gonna is is goop, and it's probably every skeptic's podcast right now big thing uh, you know we're not the only ones talking about it but we hadn't done it yet so that's the good news so that Woo-hoo! content will still be fresh fresh and clean but i think that we buy we, i think we just ought to get to it then right sounds like a plan all right mad cat what time is it again what time is uh, it is time for ian and dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the dumbass media Oh, yay. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. All right. So we. I don't know if I have another one in me, Brian. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and here's the thing is that and so we the first article here is that early menstruation linked to infrequent sexual activity slash masturbation. And this is a study. Is a Who's this study by? Did we say this is we got this on yeah, insider.com? Team at the University College London, uh, who uh, did a did a study on almost three thousand people, two thousand nine hundred and thirty six people. Average age of 45. Uh, the, uh, the study's name is U.S. Study of Women's Health Across the Nation. The acronym is SWAN. We didn't mention that last time. No, we didn't. In fact. <laughs> the, it's, the acronym is what? SWAN. S-W-A-N. Okay. SWAN. Okay. Hmm. So, yes. Um, they questioned uh, all these women about their sexual activity. What they discovered was that those who had sexual activity at least once a week were 28% less likely to have already gone through menopause before the age of 40 and people engaging in sexual activity less than once a month. So I guess, how, how okay, so of the people in the study, how many of them did, did go through masturbation or go, did go through masturbation, go through menopause early? Did, did they, do they say that of, of those Three thousand. Uh, it uh, it doesn't say that in the article here. Um, I I assume that's in the study. Because because um, I, I guess I'm a little bit confused by the by this. Let's see, those who um, had sex at least twenty were twenty eight percent less likely to have already gone through menopause if they engaged in sexual activity at least once a month. So so, but where does that mean that? Only twenty percent of the study hadn't been through menopause. That can't be right. I, I guess I'm, I I don't understand. No, I think I think uh, that probably uh, that probably referenced is a relative risk. I'm assuming. Okay. So is it? Hmm. Okay. I guess I'm. I, I don't understand that. To, for for a small study like for 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 a study like this that that isn't a um, a cohort study or anything like that that uh, that that is kind of a, a small but uh, intriguing result. I think. Okay. So. Um, so- it having... was basically a shoot off of the original one, wasn't it? What was the original one? Well, didn't you say, dumbass, that they had one study, and this one about the early menopause came out of that from information they obtained? Mad Cat, well, I, I don't know if you're allowed to say shoot off during the masturbation segment. <laughs> hey, I did pretty good there. Uh, I'm happy. 
I, I may have I may have worded it awkwardly, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the as far as I understand, this is just one study, and perhaps they they have like other like questions that they asked that uh, deal uh, uh, yielded other results and such. This is the one that uh, they're focusing on on this article. I guess I'd really um, like to see a pivot table, you know, w- w- that that that. Uh... <laughs> With some of this stuff next to each other, because the the twenty eight percent, I guess I would like to know of of all women, what what are, what are the percentage that are going into um, menopause before forty? Right, that that seems like an important number to know. Mm. And, and and it doesn't Have even tell me in here what. So of of those, you know, two thousand nine hundred people, I I don't know how many of them were actually went through menopause before the age of forty. Uh, and so I, I guess I don't totally understand the twenty percent. You know, this, this this is a protective effect, right? Um, but how they came up with that number, I guess I'm extremely confused about. Twenty percent of the ones who did. I, I'm pretty. I think what what they probably did in this study was compare the number of women who did go through early menopause to those who haven't. Okay, but I, it, it this could be very very chicken egg though too. Uh, it could be that the that the early menopause contributed to decreasing sexual desire. According to womenshealth.gov, uh, about 5% of women naturally go through early menopause. And smoking and certain medicines or treatments can cause menopause to come earlier than usual. Hmm, okay. So I guess what we're getting out here is that if, when people get married, they have less sex. So people just shouldn't get married so that women don't go through menopause early. <laughs> Well, um, they, they actually uh, did look at that. They looked at uh, whether a uh, partner in the woman's life could affect whether she goes through early menopause or not. Uh, they, they theorized that perhaps uh, the, the, part, the male partner's pheromones could have uh, some sort of effect. But they found that uh, the results held uh, when they accounted for that. So that's probably not the case. So that's a strike for male assistance is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> yes uh yeah so like wh- whether whether the women were masturbating on their own or whether they had uh sexual help from a partner uh didn't seem to matter uh the the uh, same results still had held and uh the the researchers theorized that the reason for this is that uh basically uh menstruation is hard on a woman's body like uh, during ovulation, uh, the immune system lulls, which uh, raises the risk of an infection or disease. Um, and also other uh, things happen that uh, uh, are hard on a woman's health. And so uh, it's uh, very plausible that a woman's body will look for signs that the ovulation is no longer necessary. Okay, so are there any risks to early menopause? Well, all women, of course, go through early menopause. Um Wait, all women go through uh, early menopause. Not, no, all women go early, through menopause. Not early menopause. All, all, all women go through menopause. Did I say early menopause? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all women go through menopause. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, when it happens. Um, I'm sure there are health risks during menopause. Uh, I'm not an expert on the subject. There are a lot of annoyances going through menopause. Hot, cold flashes. Um, Itchiness, um, bitchiness, uh, lots of stuff. Those are, those are just uh, discomforts, though, not like uh, serious health problems. So here's well, the... it could be a serious health problem to whoever's around when you get bitchy. <laughs> Since I've moved to Houston, I feel like I'm in a constant hot flash. Am I, am I in, uh, having early menopause? I, I was going to say, I'm itchy, not... too. <laughs> So you, you were both going through early menopause. So, but I mean, but what are the risks of menopause here that it says it talks about the immune system? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to expand on that? Uh, What's it doing? Uh, it's, he said that he, he made okay. that mention. Oh, of he the did. Fact that okay. During, during menstruation, the l- immune system goes through a lull. Okay. And That's, okay. can potentially open a person up to uh, illnesses and infections. I, I didn't hear him say that again. I remember it from the first time, but <laughs> I heard him say it again. Oh, okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> but I, it doesn't. I, I don't see any other risks in here. It talks about the immune system, but that that's the main thing that it, that it seems to talk about as being a risk um, during menopause. Yeah, I, but there I think, must be. Others. I think the idea is that uh, menopause is uh, less hard on the body than actual menstruation is. 
It's a it's a it's a preliminary study, but uh, the results are interesting, and it uh, it supports the grandmother hypothesis, which is uh, the idea that mothers w- will live beyond uh, their childbearing years, uh, as opposed to other animals where it doesn't happen quite as much. Uh, but uh, they figure the the reason for this is to to help with the younger generations. Okay, and so menopause may be uh, the the key that uh, helps women to do that. It, it then it's similar to the gay uncle hypothesis as well. Then I thought yeah. the grandmother hypothesis was the thing about you can't go back in time and kill your grandfather. Is that a different thing? It's the grandfather Even hypothesis. Versus, you yeah, can't yeah, kill yeah. if you kill your grandmother. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I saw a time travel movie where the guy became his own grandfather by by boinking his grandmother. I remember that one. <laughs> Yeah, that, Time Rider with uh, Fred Ward. Yeah. 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 That was a long while ago. That is quite an unlikely recombination of genetics that happens there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well. Uh, basically, the deal was that his grandmother passed him on this necklace, and when he went forward in time, the woman that he had been spending time with grabbed the necklace from him, presumably meaning that she would be the grandmother who passed on the necklace. All right. So there we go. So so masturbation has a protective against protective offense against early menopause. So so let's get masturbated. Let's get Yeah, but nothing has a protection against right. if, you, uh, if you need early to... time travel. If you needed more reason to to masturbate women, uh, other than you know listening to our lovely voices, um, <laughs> this is another reason. Other than you know, there's also stress reduction, uh, better bladder control, or blood pressure, uh, and reducing period cramps. So uh, a lot of benefits. There we go. We encourage. And speaking of masturbation, <laughs> in Netflix's series Sex Education, viewers react to a. Hello, weird masturbation montage in the opening episode. Yeah. So some people were. It was. Yeah. Oh, you were losing you, dumbass. Anyway, so the, this was a two and a half minute masturbation uh, segment, <laughs> and here's the thing: two and a half minutes. They got nothing on us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't a montage. I, I've certainly, like, I think most of us. Have- I've spent more than two and a half minutes doing this activity, but we just spent. We, uh, watch, watching it for two and a half minutes uh, does seem a little excessive to a lot of people. It, it, it does. So I, I, I've watched this, and I, I'm really trying to remember. Maybe I felt. I don't know if I felt like it went on too long or not. I don't think that I did. Now my daughter, on the other hand, she she felt that it uh, may, that it might have gone on a little long. But I certainly wasn't uncomfortable watching somebody masturbate. That, that I, that's not a problem for me, and it wasn't a problem for me watching with my kid to watch this. You know, and of course they don't show you anything. Um, well, I wouldn't say anything. You know, that it's, uh, sometimes he has some very explosive ones that you know hit the car window. Um, so they, so they had a lot of fun with it. I would say. I, I do think that though that the reason that they did this is because it shows a lot of growth in uh, Odie, our main character, and Otis, our, our main character. Where in the first season, right. in the first episode, his mother confronts him about the fact that he's pretending to masturbate and you know basically leaving clues around the house or, or in his room because he knows that she snoops through, through his room when he leaves, and so he left wads of of I, I don't. I, I'm trying to remember tissue, it was paper? tissue paper with um uh with hand cream in them, and he left those wads on there, and of course she found them because she snoops through his room, which I find awkward. I, do do are parents really doing this every time their kids leave the house, going through the room? I don't go through my kids' room. The more paranoid ones are. But what 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 the what's funny? Well, I about- mean, I guess it it stands to reason. I've not watched the series, but it stands to reason. That if she is a sex therapist, the person she would most want to have a sex, uh, a sex positive and sex healthy attitude would be her son. Well, but it's, it's snooping <laughs> through his room. Leads to, yeah, leads know. to some uncomfortable snooping. So, but we have a we we have a flip of the script here in that we have a mother 
who is making sure that his that her child is is masturbating. She wants her her child masturbating, right? You know, other other mothers, I think, are you know they they don't want to talk about it. You know, that that that's kind yeah. of the typical attitude. But in this time, we have a mother well, who's in in, 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 in <laughs> most other mother, like, in most other cases, the uh, the talk about masturbation is left up to the awkward father and uh, you know pastry of your choice. Pastry. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it is kind body. of an amusing thought that that, that uh, this mother here, uh, she you know other mothers are dreading the talk. She is like eager for it. Right. She's just like. Uh, is he old enough yet? No, I don't think he's old enough yet. Okay, well, gotta wait. Gotta... He's definitely old enough, right? He's in high school, and in and yeah. I I think it is because. No, but I mean, like all during his formative years, she she was probably oh, like, sure. Is he old enough? You know, he he's eleven. Is that old enough to talk to? I, I really want to talk to him about this. Well, they probably already had the talk. I mean, she they probably already had those discussions that masturbation is okay and all that, right? Um, but I mean, you have a you she she wants to be sure that her that her son is on the right you know path and you know and that he's you know that he's you know I don't know. But so the thing about what would be funny like uh, if like maybe she uh, she asked him to keep a masturbation diary or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, through through the first season, he wasn't masturbating. It wasn't until the very last season where he, where he finally gets a girlfriend that like his hormones kick in, and so in in the beginning, and so we see the re, um, the repercussions of that in the first episode of the second season where he can't keep his hands off his penis. Right. So you know, and, it, I, and I guess uh, I guess two and a half minutes kind of emphasizes the point that he's doing this a whole lot. Yes, that that is what they were trying to emphasize because it. Because it's two minutes, right, of what, uh, is it a 35, 40-minute show, where, and that kind of drives much of the, much of the show, that, of, of that episode, is his masturbation, right? I mean, it, it's a big part of, it's a big part of this, is that, you know, he gets to a point where now he's not, now, um, you know, he thinks he's broken his penis or something like that, but yet he, he, in the show, he's the one giving other people sexual advice, and if somebody else had come to him with this, he would have probably, he would have probably given him the appropriate advice, right, but he isn't giving it to himself, he's, you know, when, when it's, when it's him, you know, it's, it's always hardest to take your own advice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, especially if uh, all that you've got is secondhand knowledge and not firsthand experience of right. what like masturbating is like. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And but but now he knows he likes it, and we got two and a half minutes of it. Uh, to to nobody's uh, surprise. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I well I I guess I they they I'm not sure. I I think that two and a half minutes was probably about the right point where everybody at the end of this is. Like okay, we've got it. Please stop. And mm, and I think that that was important yeah. to drive the rest of the show. I I I, I don't. I I think it was good. Hmm. And, you and, may and, be right on that. Like when when I when I first when when I first read about this, I thought to myself, I, my my thought was, uh, I wonder if uh, the writers uh, just wanted to take a break for two and a half minutes of content time. Well, they. I mean, they had uh, but, to write you know, the content. Right, they had to write this content. It wasn't like he was. It, it, it was. It was. It was a montage of him masturbating in different places. Right. Well, all they had to do was like make up the place, like masturbating in car, masturbating at theater, I, masturbating I guess, wherever. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was lazy writing. Um, you know, and certainly mm. they they showed that like anything sets him off. Right. <laughs> it didn't take it didn't take much at all. He, he's he he would masturbate to just about anything, and, and like Max says, all it takes is a stiff breeze. I mean, we've all been a teenager. We sure. all know what that's like. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, so I, 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 I thought it was funny. Um, maybe I thought it was a little awkward by the end. Probably I did. I, um, but it sets off. Maybe these, that's the man, maybe that's the point to feel awkward about it. I think, and I think that yeah. In some ways, it's okay, but in some ways, it's just people being prudish too, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah. uh, making the comments. Uh, like uh, I know, like one woman commented, like. Uh, Thirty seconds into this, can can I stop watching him masturbate now? Kind of deal, and... right? That was that was <clears> sweet. <throat> well, I I think the real pertinent question we need to ask ourselves is not whether it was awkward or not whether it was uncomfortable, but whether that two and a half minute montage uh, reduced the risk of early menopause. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. I don't think. Well... I'm uh, I, I'm I'm sure he he is. Uh, I'm sure now that uh, he he's gotten into masturbation, he is under no risk of going through early menopause. <laughs> yes, I think that's probably true. 
<laughs> um, but I, I, I personally would have found it hard to masturbate to that, sitting there with my daughter. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, it probably would have been a little bit. Then it would have been awkward <laughs> for her. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Dad, put that away. <laughs> Get your joystick back. God, you embarrass me so much, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. I get that a lot anyway. Put that away, honey. Last time you blinded the cat. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't even aim. (laughs) All right. Okay. I I really hope this report. I'm paranoid now that it's not recording. (laughs) It looks like it is. It looks like I can see everybody. So. Probably what you're going to find when you open up the recording and listen to it is probably only the sentence, I hope it's recording. I know. Wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> I think we're okay. No, if we're not, we're not doing it again. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just blow. We'll, well, no, nobody, we, well, just like you, you guys don't need to be informed about this stuff. We tried twice. We don't care anymore. <laughs> Here's the latest have fun. Uh, have you tried, uh, Brian, have you tried dipping the recording in the soy sauce? In soy sauce. Okay, so, yeah, I, I actually, I didn't read this article. And so this is, it's, it's all up to dumbass here to, to tell us what's going on. Um, let's, but I will, I will read you the headline. And this is from, was it IFL Science? What, what is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and so it says, IFLScience.com. It says, it says, people are dipping their balls into soy sauce after learning testicles have taste buds taste receptors and it says people but i assume that i assume that women aren't dipping their testicles in in well you 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 were mentioning that last time yeah exactly uh, yeah the the article about uh about About menopause menopause also said people yeah it it said people too and so i mean it primarily that does not mean that that does not mean that women can't be doing can't be dipping testicles either it just (laughs) means that they're not dipping their own very true if they own their their husband's testicles are they their own they're just not attached to their body. So I, and you can't really determine that unless, you know, she gets them in the divorce. This has got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> no, okay. it's actually legally accurate. <laughs> so what However, is it? the okay. point is, when you do this, are they using, you know, colored powder too? What? Okay. So n- number one. So, okay. So let, let, let's, let, let's find out what's going on here. Testicles. Has, all right. Okay. Have taste receptors. What's going on here? So, uh, there was a 2013 uh, study, and I don't know why it's coming up uh, oh, like seven years later now, but a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, I believe uh, located uh, taste receptors in the uh, testicles of rats. And uh, they found that when they uh, shut off these uh, taste receptors, uh, that uh, the, the reproduction suffered. And so like uh, they, they concluded that... Uh, uh, taste receptors in our testicles uh, have an important function um, in um, procreation. Now, um, before we get into the details about uh, 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 what this actually means, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what people think that it means <laughs> and what people apparently think of that means, especially on uh, this uh, social network called TikTok. Oh, God. I'm being there, so... What has happened is this information has been passed around and people have become convinced that they could taste things through their testicles and are testing this out and claiming to high heaven that it actually does work. They're they're like putting their uh, balls in soy sauce and like, oh my God, you guys, I can kind of taste it. uh, And yeah, that's basically what's happening here. That's crazy talk. And the, it is a placebo effect. I'm sorry. There is no way that you're tasting that. Can you imagine if, if that was true? If that, if that was true, your testicles are sitting in your sweaty shorts all day. Think about what you would be tasting all day long. It's, it's even worse than that because you, you also have taste receptors in your anus. Sure. <laughs> Apparently, now, you th- get drunk faster and easier if it's through the that is I've heard people. I've heard of people trying that. I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. I know people have used. Well, it's, it's the same principle as uh, using a medicine as a, as a suppository. Well, wait. Is that some things absorb 
much more quickly through the rectum. That, so, the, so, but also so, when you do that, it goes directly into the bloodstream and isn't filtered through yeah. your liver. And so it is a quick way to get alcohol poisoning, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hence mm-hmm. the, uh, hence the phrase rectum damn near killed him. Right. Um, well, so because women were using um, tampons to insert, maybe men were inserting them too, full of vodka, right? But that yeah. is a story for another time. Right now we're talking about testicles and soy sauce. That is right. So they're teabagging soy sauce. They're teabagging soy sauce. Uh, yes, they are. And they're swearing that it works. Now, the thing is, uh, the science behind it is actually pretty interesting because there are actually taste receptors all over your body. Taste receptors are not the same thing as taste buds, uh, like in your tongue or whatever. Um, basically, um, they, they, they found that uh, there are taste receptors uh, different part, around different parts of your body that perform different functions. They, they, uh, they've even found it in like uh, your immune system. Um, turns out that uh, um, they, they believe that uh, uh, taste receptors can, can allow certain parts of your immune system to taste uh, certain infections uh, coming in and react accordingly. Uh, and there, there are different functions that uh, uh, taste receptors have could perform uh, at uh, different uh, other parts of your body. Um, and this study has basically just shown that uh, they, they believe that they have an important function for um, reproduction. But you cannot taste things through them. And um, what the, the one interesting thing here, too, is like, even if you could, they, they found these taste receptors in the testicles. Like uh, the the testicles uh, themselves, not on like the skin. It's the same basically as trying to taste soy sauce by putting it on your cheek. When, sure. Because like it would be the inside that would be doing the tasting. Right. But the next time a creationist says, "Well, what good is half a tongue?" Now we have an answer. <laughs> on the uh, on the other hand, this placebo effect could be from the fact that they're smelling the soy sauce. True. Well, and and so that, if they think they're yeah. tasting it. Smell has a huge factor in taste, and that's true too, right? Because soy sauce is a is a pretty pungent smell. So while they're dipping, yes, they, they they could yeah. So you'd you'd have to isolate the nose um, from you know from the lower half where you're where you're doing the dipping. Yeah, right. Yes, um, and uh, while well, well, while researching this, I, I also came up uh, came came across some interesting uh, other, uh, data, which I'm not sure uh, if this is true or not, but, uh, I haven't found anything debunking it. Um, uh, so I'm going to tentatively accept it for now. Um, apparently, uh, if like you can like, uh, put like garlic, uh, into like the, uh, onto your feet and like tie it up with a bag or whatever, and the like allicin in the garlic will travel through your bloodstream uh, from your feet, and apparently you'll be able to taste it. Okay, that's very weird. So allicin is so when you crush the garlic, the allicin is uh, essentially created at that point. So the garlic has to be crushed for the allicin to start to develop, and so that and yeah, so and that it, it would be crushed. I believe yeah. that was the crushed garlic that they right said exactly. That. So yeah, so the and so yeah, so. And the and you know there are people who believe that allicin is extremely good for you too. So crush that garlic, and you know let that allicin develop. I you know, it's probably a great probiotic. And, and since you know yeah. all uh, of those I'm, work, I'm, it, it seems a little weird to me that even if the allicin is uh, absorbed into your feet, into your bloodstream, that you'd be able to taste it since well, like you you can't. Yeah, I find that to be kind of a crazy thing and the other thing is that i don't i how do we know the allison has a flavor you're tasting the components of garlic right and so there's lots of components yeah, of garlic. It, it does seem to me more likely that uh that uh you're, you're soaking your feet in these uh this garlic that the smell uh, yeah. will inevitably come to your nose so how do you know that if that's the uh smell of coming from your body or from just uh the updraft from the garlic at your feet right and once again we're talking about a fairly potent you know product right and i don't and i don't think that the allicin is what we're tasting ever right i you when i don't know that the allicin has a taste allicin is just a byproduct um that uh it's a it's a bacteria that grows when the allicin is crushed yeah. I, so if, I, if anybody I, has uh, any more information on this, I couldn't find uh, I couldn't find anything debunking it or anything. But if anybody knows that uh, it's definitely true or or not, 
I don't know. You didn't find it on Stan Romanek's blog. I've heard or something. about this. I've heard about this before, but it seems like it's uh, a, a lot of it's connected with uh, like homeopathic stuff, like applying yeah. oils to your feet or things like that. Bullshit like that. But but I think the thing that I'm most wondering about is if this is about this crushing garlic with your feet. I think that that's a fetish. <laughs> isn't that why isn't that up uh, uh, in the prior section? Here's the thing: I'm not going to accept this. I, 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 I. I uh, there, well, there's a Popular Science article from December. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to think this is bullshit until I see more data to suggest that this is actually possible. But well, I will read this Popular a... Science. I, there's, I found a Popular Science article. I'll start there. I, I'm not, I'm not buying this. I think it's totally. There, there's, there's one thing I found that made me wonder um, if this is plausible. Um, there's this chemical called dimethyl sulfoxide, okay. um, which, uh, according to Wikipedia anyway, will cause you to develop a garlic taste in your mouth if you get any on your skin. Now, that's interesting. Okay, but that, that's a different type of effect, though, right? Yeah. Um, I don't doubt that that a chemical reaction can make you taste something, right? Because um, I think is that dimethyl sulfoxide is that a component of garlic? Um, I, I don't think so. I'm just I'm just saying that it, like uh, it, it's a it's a similar effect in that you get some of this on your skin, and it causes uh, many individuals to perceive a garlic-like taste in their mouth. Interesting. Okay. Um, so like uh. In, if, if that's true, it, it's, it increases the plausibility that getting something on your skin could uh, cause you to taste something in your mouth. Yeah, but I also think that so much of taste is done through smell that we, we've that you have to be careful of that. Um, and so I, I don't know. Maybe maybe with the, you're talking about that's one thing, but with the garlic, you could easily get wafts wafting of that and taste it uh, because and potent compounds like garlic. Even if you even if you wash them off of your skin, they're still kind of embedded into the skin. For oh wait, here uh, they, okay. Hmm? Um, I, I'm reading this popular science thing. Here's how your skin has oils and let's see, watery layers. If uh, see if you remember your middle school science, uh, middle school chemistry, oil and water don't mix, which makes it good uh, at Let's see, protecting uh, you from outside molecules. However, garlic contains molecules such as allicin um, that have properties of both water and oil. Because of this, it can penetrate the skin in your feet and travel through your blood all the way to your mouth and nose. You'll swear that you can taste garlic and that the room has a strong garlic odor. Um, intriguing. Check out this full video. So I okay. Uh, there might okay. There, uh, I can see why you accepted this. It, it, there, there, it, there is some plausibility to it. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was, uh, I was like the when I first heard about that, I was like, that can't be true. But they are talking yes. about, but they, but there's a specific chemistry as to why this might be possible, and it has to do with these special um, effects of the allicin that allowed them allows it to penetrate the blood penetrate the skin and in, in, um, and get into the bloodstream. So it is yeah, the I think, allicin. Uh, yeah, the, right. but that, it's not, the, there was like the American Chemical Society that put that out or something like okay, that, I so think. I, this is from Popular Science, and I don't have any, I don't have the references. Huh. Um, but but what but what it's saying is, is it's the allicin that's the vehicle to get the compounds into the blood. And that's mm -hmm. why you're smelling the garlic. It's not the allicin in and of itself that you're tasting, but that that's the but that creates a chemical reaction with your skin, and because of its because of its unique properties of both oil and water, it allows it to penetrate. Yeah. Okay, so it, is there it, anything it, is there anything in soy sauce that has a similar property to the allicin? I don't think something so. Something that has a water oil type effect. Uh, that's a good question. Can soy do that? I don't know. And are people doing anything other than soy sauce? I mean, I guess. But I, I, the thing that this doesn't tell me is how long it takes, right? This is probably not a quick thing because for it to travel through your feet up into, you know, through your bloodstream and into your nose and mouth, it must take a significant amount of time because I think just getting through that membrane in the feet would take a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. 
So is what it doesn't tell me is how that's long true, that, is the yeah, your feet, your feet uh, can often uh, aren't exactly the thinnest part. I mean, like uh, testicles might be actually better for that. Since... Maybe, yeah, maybe you should be rubbing the garlic on your testicles. Mm -hmm. So that, that's always a good maybe thing. Maybe this, right? maybe maybe this does work, but uh, mm -hmm. not in the way they think it does. Uh, possible, I guess, but I guess we'd we need to know more about the properties of the soy sauce. I mean, is, is it possible that you're of uh, the of uh, the salt absorption, right? Well, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask a, a culture question here. Is it possible that <clears throat> American soy sauce is made on the cheap and somebody stuck some garlic in? Um, um, I mean, are you still buying Kiko Man soy sauce? I haven't bought soy sauce in a while, but <laughs> you know there are some cheap there are some cheap soy sauce out there, which are probably not made the traditional. Way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't answer that. I mean, it's fermented fermented soybean. There's a lot soybean. going on there. But there's, yeah. you'd think there's so much salt in there that it would kill off anything like Allison, right? I mean, it, mm. I mean, it would have to be able to live in that. Yeah. So I but don't, I don't on, know. Maybe on the other hand, so yes. much of U.S. food has and natural flavors, which often <laughs> right? means garlic or onion, sure, or you know, for that matter, uh, cornstarch. Well, I could go grab my bottle of soy sauce and take a look. Yeah, but it might not mention it on there. It might just say well, natural. Well, in mine, mine is also. Does everybody here want to go grab a bottle of soy sauce let's and do dip it. our balls in it? Yes. Let's. Well, I was going to say let's look at the ingredients. <laughs> I do want to rub my balls in it now, but you know, maybe after the podcast. But don't worry, I'll put it on TikTok. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> no, maybe maybe we should just move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's say let's, like a... let's leave that that that. If it, if, if it is happening that there is something in the soy sauce that is doing that, but I'm, I'm highly skeptical. But I'm also still yeah, kind of skeptical of the garlic, but at least they gave me a mechanism, right? There's a mechanism as to why that might work. Here, mm -hmm. there's no mechanism. But, you know, the, the soy sauce really doesn't have any umami. What? Doesn't have any umami. I don't know that I agree with that. Soy uh, it, sauce just, has it, only has, it only has edamame. Edamame. All right. With that, it's time to talk about goop. What we've all been waiting for. Talk about goop. And I'm not talking about the stuff that you buy in the 25 cent thing. You know, when you, when you go to the store. Remember, you used to get the thing out of it. You get that goop, and it was like this stretchy stuff that it's kind of a corn syrup derivative. You know, you'd stretch it out and throw it against the wall. I remember I, I played with that stuff one time, and then I got sick. I could never touch it again after, I, after that. It was, it was, it was uh, unfortunate. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Kenneth Paltrow's Goop Netflix series. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how excited I am for this. Um, there, there's lots of things that, that really get me excited about this this particular, uh, particular show. But first, let's let dumbass you take me down a peg. Take you down a peg? Oh, you <laughs> oh, mean because oh. you're so excited about uh, the show. I, right. You're going to ruin it for I was, me. I was going in another direction. I was oh. assuming you were excited about the show in order to criticize it but no you're you're uh, you're pretending <laughs> you're you're pretending to actually be part of the okay i get it now but, okay okay <clears> good. good well good. brian hey, let for... me correct your misunderstandings of science thanks for explaining the joke too by the way <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the way that's the way jokes work best right, right. When you explain yeah, them? No, they, they work best when you explain them absolutely so all right so anyways so yes yeah, so we're, t tell me tell me about the goop tv show Ah, yes. So, yes, it's a Netflix series. The link I've got here is to an Ars Technica article. You start on page, uh, pretty much just... Your link goes to you page know, three. Uh, we, we need to start at page one for this. We really got to start at page one, don't we? Oh, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I. Uh, we'll fix that link. I did, uh, but yes, we'll, we'll fix that later. I'll fix that now uh, while you're talking. Yes, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has a Netflix series, and it's, it's called The Goop Lab. Um, and it's basically a show to sell her crap. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's basically a big infomercial where uh, she and her friends uh, do a bunch of weird stuff, like letting somebody wave uh, their hands over her without actually touching her, and that like align their chi or whatever. Yeah, energy healing. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, got the this review here, and uh, just so much cringe. <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing. So we I mean, we've talked about Goop several times, several. and this show is. I mean, I 
I, I wonder if if Netflix paid the show paid for the show instead of having them pay to put the show on Netflix, they did it wrong because you like you say this should have been this should have been like remember you, you on, on late night TV the you know this is a paid advertisement. That's how this yeah, show should have started. Hand, on the other <laughs> hand, Gwenny sells. Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about that, well, are you? On- she sells and she sells big. They so, used to put on Benny Hill. Yeah. So I mean, so but he's not sexy. Yeah, I mean, the, no, Benny sells too. Yes, he does. <laughs> so Even here, he's here's not the thing. Sexy. So the the first the first one is about shrooms, and and um and I think that I but some of this some of this research is legitimate, right? That that's what's so frustrating about this is that there is legitimate research on mushrooms, um, yeah. and and using but, them for know, depression. I'm, we're talking about we're talking about somebody who's who's fully capable of uh, misusing any research well, to conclude it to some to conclude it to something else. Sure. So you mean let you mean the church? Yeah, the church. Well, them too. <laughs> but the problem is, is not it's, it's, it's like so. It's we start out with something that's legitimate. That's that that like they're actually looking into, and then and they just they they, they blow it off the rails like it's a fact. Is is part of what, part of the problem here? And to be fair, I have not watched this, and I have mixed and and we'll, maybe we can talk later. But I have mixed feelings about watching it. To be perfectly honest with you, um, but I, I in some ways I feel like I should. Um, it, they they are they take a grain of truth and blow this blow it the fuck up and and make it a, a marketing you know adver- and, and advertising segment. Right, that this is something for them to sell, and I didn't know that they were selling mushrooms on their site. They they couldn't be right because that's illegal. Um, yeah, that's illegal. So, as far as I know. So the first one, they, I don't think they can really be selling anything, are they? Uh, my understanding is that some of them, they they, uh, they go into products that they sell. I don't think it's all about products that okay. they sell. But they certainly have, but somewhere in, we can pretty much be assured that somewhere in this episode, they hawked something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is just chill. And is this, so is this cryo shit? Um Cold water exposure, yeah. So okay, so more bullshit. Cold, you know. We, we and a lot of this is is stuff that we just it just never goes away, right? And, and oh yeah, but with that with that cold water exposure, if you expose yourself to cold water cold water for long enough, you can get rid of some of those pesky problems like vital signs. Yeah, sure. So Gwyneth should try that. So. <laughs> um, and then they have somebody who talks about sex, right? And I don't know, shows that spend like maybe like the first half of them talking about sex, those shows, those shows are, are ridiculous. Except for when we do it. Then it's okay. <laughs> uh, good catch. Yeah, thanks. I see. <laughs> yeah, explain the joke for me, would you? Okay. You see, <laughs> see it's funny. <laughs> can, you, can you explain the joke in John Madden's voice? Um, and here, here's, so here's, here's the, um, the, the last paragraph about the sex episode. It says, overall, this was the most informed and non-pseudoscience, sciencey episode of the entire series. If you want to watch one episode, this is the one that I would recommend. After this, uh, episode, the series goes downhill fast. Well, I'm, I'm surprised it was, there was ever an uphill for it, for it to be on, um, but certainly, the, the one thing that you have to admit about Gwyneth Paltrow and a lot of this is that it's very much sex positive, and it, and it's in its women women empowering as far as being sex positive, right? Yeah. Well, it's also I'll give them that sticking, sticking bees in your vagina. Power well, I mean, okay, so but, there's a lot of bullshit there, and you know that if if we're talking about if we're talking about um, the sex episode, that sex vaginal episode. steaming had to come up somewhere, right? It's a lot healthier than vaginal sautéing. <laughs> I see. Uh, while Gwyneth Paltrow and, uh, let's see, Leon, uh, I guess that's the doctor, talk with them, you see a group of gr- of goopers do a workshop with a, um, let's see, with a different L- L.A.-based sex educator who uh, guides the women to have a more satisfying sex life. Okay, Nothing there we disagree with, right? It's, okay, so so uh, this episode sounds like it's probably okay, um, but I'll bet you that there's some bullshit in there. There's got to be, right? Vaginal steaming, um, the maybe crystal uh, dildos. Yeah, we, there could be some of that in here. The guy who did this analysis didn't mention anything like that. I don't think so. So the pictures show a, um, this woman has a clitoral vibrator. 
uh, magic wand vibrator and others. So that so okay. So there's some and then but the pictures are great. I mean I mean that. So okay. I mean so overall that that one doesn't sound too bad. But we know that you know, there's some bullshit involved. Let's see. But see, Gwyneth Petro finally gets gooped. Hmm? Uh, in the fifth episode, tackles the way to try to thaw aging. Oh, okay. So apparently the aging one is pretty cringeworthy. And that they're doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff with, with that. Um, a, they have a surgeon um, to give, basically give somebody a facelift with um, um, some sort of dissolving, you know, with the ball dissolving stitches. And apparently by the end of it, she looked the same, but apparently she looked very, very awkward um, going through it. You know, aging is one that, that, that really sells. Mm-hmm. I was I, yeah. There, uh, I'm pretty sure there are probably uh, tons of anti-aging stuff on the Goop site. Yeah, and here's the thing: is that this is all marketing too, and I, I find this one frustrating. This idea that everybody is supposed to look younger. I re- I, I I was wa- in a mall down here. I'm not proud of it, but I, but you know we we were already there. Um, and and this woman grabs me. And, you know, and so I gave her a second, right? She's selling some sort of skin cream. And that, you know, she's talking about aging and stuff like that. And I said, hey, I said, I earned this fucking age. I, I, I don't need to look younger. <laughs> you know, it's like, that is not a good sales pitch for me. And, of course, that was her only sales pitch because the next thing is, you know, about, you know, about taking the dead skin cells off. And I thought, wait a second. If you're taking all the dead skin cells off of the epidermis, you're making yourself more vulnerable to sun, right? You, you, the, the, that stuff's there for a reason. <laughs> it doesn't have to come off. Um, it, it, except for naturally when you wash, I guess. Sure. Regarding the everyone is supposed to look younger thing. Yeah. Got three words for you. Okay. Emma fucking Thompson. Well, it's three words, one person. But my point is that Emma Thompson seems like she's pretty damn comfortable in her skin. Helen fucking Mirren. Okay. Sean Connery. Sean fucking Connery. Okay, but men are a totally different subject entirely when it comes to aging because yeah. they also, do not get the same wife. pressure as women, I think, to you know to do all this crap. Yeah. But they certainly True are getting enough. it, you know? <clears throat> um, yeah, Emma Thompson seems like she's aging quite nicely. I, I, has she had anything done? I don't know. Linda Carter. Linda Carter looks fucking amazing. I mean, how, how, old, know, how old is she? As for myself, I, I don't mind. I like. I kind of like having a little bit of gray around uh, sure. around my sides. Although the the thinning hair does get to me. So On so you so you'll have a wig. No, for for uh, for me for me my my own my own hair. Yeah, uh, you you get used to it. <laughs> I've been balding since I was in high school. <laughs> but anyway, so I mean, I the, I mean, it is. I I think that 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 I bet you that they make tons of money off of this kind of crap. I mean, okay. we can we can go on. Um, the one that for for men de-aging, uh, just for men hair colorant. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, brush, wash our Grecian formula forty four washes the gray out of your hair. I get, and I don't have I don't have any particular problem with with, with you know with with people using those those products, right? I mean, coloring your hair makes a huge difference, right? But Gwyneth Paltrow is selling a lot of bullshit along with it. Um, it, it, it's it's you know if you're comfortable if you're more comfortable coloring your hair back to what it was when you were younger or if you're more comfortable coloring your hair to some color that uh, you know no human has ever actually had either way that's you but do it because it makes you feel good not because somebody says it'll make you look better sure right so you should try our amateur skeptics. You know, just for skeptics, hair colors. Yeah. <laughs> but here's so here, but okay, so so we we have the aging bullshit, but then we get into the stuff that like we have we have all talked about, okay? Um, and, and it's the energy healing, and and you know we, we can we can we can always talk about con, uh, chiropractors. Um, and there's two sides of chiropractic, right? There's the people that are just doing the straight, you know, manipulation of your back, but then there, but then there's you know the 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 real bullshit side of it, right? And I, and, and I, I have a lot of problems with the other side of it too, right? I'm not letting it off the hook. But this time we're talking about the, the pure like meridian bullshit chiropractor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, reflexology stuff. Or right, exactly. The, like those that. kinds of energy manipulations and stuff. So they, they, like, they spend the whole time, the, apparently the whole episode, trying to send energy to send. each other to, to, make, their, to make, their, uh, make each other float and crap like that. You know that kind of bullshit. 
here, here's the thing. We can go through all of these. I mean, there's tons. I'm sure there's tons. Of, in fact, it, it probably would be more educational for us to each, uh, for us to, uh, to like choose an episode, make all our comments, and, and use that. You know, as we as we go through it. Um, what, yeah, Brian. The, the simple fact is that them doing this thing with sending energy back and forth and trying to make you, make each other float is just <laughs> another reason why it's time for the Jedi. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. So we, we we know the problems with Goop, but here here's the here's the the part that I think is the most insidious uh, of, about Gwyneth Paltrow. This is where she actually becomes Palpatine. <laughs> Paltrow, pal, Palpatro, Paltrow, yeah, something like that. Palpatry, Palpatine. Not not only does she not care about the criticisms, right? She is a very shrewd businesswoman. Here, here's a woman that I would never describe as stupid. She's she's peddling a lot of bullshit, and she and she is incredibly smart about doing it. And every time that there is criticism, right? She fucking rides that the goop the goop website rides that crap, right? She she knows that it's it's it, this. She is, knows this there's is, no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly. This is this is the same effect that Donald Trump uses, right? She and and she they have she has no problem with the criticism because it is so good for her brand. <laughs> uh, Brian, quick question for you on this uh, on the media using Goop as clickbait. This picture of her, what is she supposed to be standing in front of? Uh, that that is definitely a vulva. Okay. Or, or or I'm sorry, dumbass, a vagina. I was gonna say it does not look anything like a Swedish car. You know, um, it's inter- I've been uh, like def- the definition of vulva. I had like uh, a medical student tell me that it's not actually uh, uh, it's, it, that it's supposed to be just like the area right uh, right around outside the vagina and not like uh, the whole uh, area with the clitoris and all that on it. Although I looked it up uh, and uh, I look uh, looked at some. Uh, diagram then she seemed to be right about that although like when i look it up up the word vulva in the dictionary uh, it seems to include all of that there's the vulva there's the inner and outer labia there's the clitoris there's the vagina which is the birth canal which to be fair even in the goop episode that is the one thing that they that they correct other you know corrected somebody on is that it was just the birth canal and that's in the episode (laughs) point here uh dumbass the person you were talking to was a student. Ah, nailed. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Yeah, but she she told she told me that I was definitely wrong when uh, <laughs> when I informed her that uh, the vulva was the 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 whole area there, and I couldn't find anything in my googling at the time to dispute her on that. To be fair, there is a lot of parts there. Like I say, the inner and outer labia. Right, that that that's right there at the front. There's the vulva, which is a, which is another piece of that. There's a lot of pieces, right? And so I, I, I will correct you every time you call it a vagina, just because, <laughs> right? Because you know, I, just... I mean, I, I think I think the the word means different things in casual speech as opposed to medical speech, I, and I, I think that's probably proper. I 100% agree with you. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to give a shit about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, when, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be medically accurate, uh, go back to the article about the soy sauce, and they weren't actually dipping their testicles in the water. They weren't actually dipping their testicles in the soy sauce, or you know, they were uh, yeah, to I guess uh, I guess we should say scrotum. Yeah, there's a scrotum, right? Yeah, if you know, if we're gonna get pedantic about it, let's go all the way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So this uh, this so, this interview for or uh, this you know in this clickbait episode. So it's Gwyneth Paltrow on uh, media using goop as clickbait. Uh, we're okay with being polarizing. Yeah, th- yeah, of course you are because you make lots of money from it. This is from Hollywood uh, Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Com. And there's one particular thing that she said in here, and I'm trying to remember where it was. I I, I should have highlighted. It. You know, if I was any good at this stuff, I would have. Um, highlighted that, but ba- basically she she says that um, she talks about the episodes and how how the how really what's in there isn't controversial and that people have been doing this forever. Um, here it is. Here I see addressing subject matter. She continues. The thing is that the actual content is not outrageous whatsoever, whatsoever. which I think we would dispute. 
there's a lot of science science behind a lot of what we're talking about in these episodes. Um, see, current things like energy healing, yeah, th- um, they are not double blind studies around it around what is quali- qualitatively. I think that's what you said. Does not does or does not do. But people have been practicing it for thousands of years. See, so, so well, then, then it must yeah. be true, right? Exactly, yeah, right. That's an argument to antiquity, but it's um, not science; it's folklore. There's healing in the hands and the heart. There is an interesting discussion to be had around what uh, what parts are backed by science and what parts are ancient practices. They're all fucking ancient practices, and they've been debunked by science. Okay, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and drop. Okay, out. yeah, I know. You, 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 your family woke up. Yeah, uh, Sid's actually been pretty good up till now. Up till now, well, Sid didn't even know. You Sid, didn't even know that he was on my lap. That's true. Sid's not the problem. Hello. <laughs> so, you know, she she is you know making reference to ancient stuff, and you know, and she she is so good at manipulating the media. Did I lose everybody again? Uh, I'm still here. Okay, okay good. Cool. Fair. She is excellent at, at her job, and it doesn't matter if she believes any of this. She is a businesswoman, and she knows how to sell. Well, apparently, she has marketing down down to a T. Well, I mean, she's she. I bet I, I don't know what I don't know what her um, net worth is, but I'll bet that she is making more from Goop than she did as an actress, and and she's not, and she's a good actress, right? She's been in a lot of stuff that that I that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's won Academy yeah. Awards. I mean, she's been she's been recognized for her ability to act and what yeah, and and for whatever that that means. She is a shrewd businesswoman, and that's what it comes down to. And and I have another article that you know, that um, we don't need to go into, but basically her talking um, at a summit about um, about Goop and you know and, and about marketing and, and you know about running a business as a woman. And as much as I I don't like what she's selling, she's selling. She's brilliant at doing it, and she and and she's sex positive, which we agree with, right? Right. And, and she is also empowering for women, which also is something we can get behind. I just wish that I just wish that she wasn't selling stuff that's dangerous, like jade eggs. She and, right. and making and making. She could be a better clients. role model for yeah. for women looking into getting into a business. Exactly, she could be a better role model, and and that and that and that is really the sad part about all of this. Right, she is extremely she is good just... at, at what she does, mm. and 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 I would say that we agree with a lot of what she does from 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 a from a sex positive, women positive aspect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Do we want to go ahead and talk about um, scientific uh, scientists create tiny robots out of living cells? Yeah, I guess uh, this should be a quick one. I think um, it's a. Uh... It's really fascinating, actually. Um, uh, basically, what they've done, uh, you've heard about uh, uh, the uh, recursive algorithms that uh, 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 try to like, uh, cre- create uh, a, a, um, an algorithm by like, making tiny changes and then seeing which one works best and, and go, uh, going on and improving that until like, you get generations down and you've created something that... Uh, uh, would be very difficult for humans to do on your own, right? Sure. <laughs> um, basically, yes. Uh, that the they 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 create these programs and and they they've done ones. They, they've actually like created like uh, evolution algorithms that uh, uh, create like uh, body designs for creatures to like swim and move forward and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, 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 oh, we're losing so... you. Uh, we, we we pretty much lost you. Uh, in, in, <laughs> in 3D and bow chicka bow wow. Bow wow. Oh, you're you're so bad. Yeah, you're siloning so bad. Yeah, we we didn't need, we didn't get any of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was quite interesting though. How about that? How about we move this? I'm sorry. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We can move it to uh, move it to next week. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Because unfortunately, we can't hear you. I, I don't. I don't know why the connection is getting like this all of a sudden. 
it's it's the NSA. You don't have on your tinfoil cap, do you? Nope, I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> uh, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> it's another one in the can. The Cylon can. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.